Hello, greetings, and welcome to the broadcast. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have my sweet sister with me, Dolores Hambrick. And Dolores is an amazing woman of God. I love her heart, okay? She has moved to Alabama this year, and uh, some of you may or may not know that, but she still is making sure here in the Middle Tennessee area that we get what we need when it comes to mental health. She is definitely a forerunner. I would call her a forerunner in the area of... Um, magazine called Lifeline. She founded this magazine to encourage and inspire others, not because she says, I know it all, is because she says, I know people who know things about this, and I'm going to collaborate this to help get it into the hands of people to sound the alarm. Our mental health matters, and, and the Lord is not surprised by mental health issues. And so, Dolores, I want to thank you for being on the show with me today. Thank you. No, thank you for inviting me. And I don't know about four more like a four walker, <laughs> taking it uh, step by step. But um, I, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on. I'm really happy to have you here today because I know um, I know your heart and the your dedication uh, for the magazine has been prevalent ever since it was started. And I remember shortly after it was started, my buddy Kevin Folds tells me about it. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. this is great. And I looked at it and was like, oh, my goodness. Why hasn't <laughs> someone done this sooner? So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, why you started this magazine and what was the, the passion driven behind it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I stand on a scripture that God gave me. It, it's held me through the entire magazine and it's Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 320. And even when I read it now, it speaks to me. I'm going to try not to tear up. And it says, until the Lord gives rest to your brother as he has given it to you and they have taken over the land that the Lord, our God has given them across the Jordan. Now, what that means to me is we have brothers and sisters out there that still need to take possession of their land that God has rightfully given them. Um, and God is not going to let us take ours completely until we help them. So reading that even now reminds me that there are tons of people in the body of Christ that still don't know their gifts, their talents, their visions. And they're on the wrong side of the river, for, for lack of better words. <clears throat> um, so the foundation of this magazine has always been to be a, to be a help um, and just really fight for our brothers, fight for our brothers and sisters that are out there. Um, it all started from my story, of course. Um, and I didn't think. I would have never thought that this is where I would be and this is where I'm continuing to go. Um, this is a whole different venue, something that I have never seen. We all have our personal stories and testimonies that we have yet to share. And now I'm seeing that God's telling me it's time. It's time to do that. So the way that I'm having an opportunity to share my own personal story is in the written word through the magazine. So every magazine that you see, every topic has been my own personal struggle. Struggle, So I can relate when a, a counselor submits a story, I can automatically understand where they're coming from. So I know there's someone else out there that can relate also. 
So this, um, the magazine all came about through my own uh, battles with postpartum. I didn't know it was that at the time. Sure. And uh, so trying to have a happy family, enjoying my children, enjoying my new baby. Um, I started to have these, what I know now is intrusive thoughts. I didn't know that's what they were at the time. And I had been a Christian maybe 10 to 12 years at this point. So keeping me up at night, um, bothering me throughout the day. And I knew, I knew God was not going to allow this to defeat me. But then I also knew that I didn't want to rely on medication. For me personally, having my entire family deal with addiction, I didn't want to rely on medication. So I went to his word. And there is a scripture that says his word is medicine to all my flesh. Mm. And I said, Lord, my brain is part of my flesh. So I'm going to take in your word as medicine to all my flesh. Mm. And I did. But it didn't stop there. I then went to someone that I trusted and I told them, hey, I'm, I'm having these really violent thoughts. I didn't go out and tell social media. I didn't tell a doctor. I went and told, told a friend. And the next thing that she said just blew me away. She said, I have them too. And, uh, whew, Lord. <laughs> when she said, I have them too, I knew that I wasn't alone. Now, fast forward maybe a year, um, leaning on God's word, trusting people to talk to them. I remember sitting in the church congregation and my pastor announcing that there was a murder-suicide that had happened just that weekend. And I, and I knew that I didn't know that person directly. I never talked with that family. I probably never seen that family. But I knew that if they were struggling had I, the way that I struggled, they just didn't have a way out or they didn't have an outlet. And it was at that moment I said, I told my husband, I said, I want to create a mental health magazine. That way, if someone is struggling with suicide, they can get um, confidential help. Um, they may not be able to get to a pastor right away, but they can read an article where someone has gone through the same thing. They can look in the back of the magazine, take the next step, get a resource, and just get on that track of getting the help that they need. So hopefully they wouldn't hurt themselves or they wouldn't hurt someone else. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's been the, that's always the vision and the goal of it. Um, and it's still, still today. Oh my gosh. This, thank you so much for being transparent and sharing um, your struggles because many times we feel like we're alone. Just like when you said, <laughs> I go through this, your friend said, me too, you know? And right. so the enemy would like to keep us in darkness and feel like we're isolated and all alone. Right. And I always say that the, the banana that gets pulled away from the bunch is the one that gets eaten. So get to the point where you are uh, willing to meet with a trusted friend, a pastor, uh, counseling. Right. I'm a huge advocate for it. I want to, I've told somebody the other day, I want to get a t-shirt that says hashtag Jesus first hashtag therapy, you know, because if it wasn't for <laughs> Jesus and therapy, God knows where I would be. 
And so the, re right. the reality is, is that the struggle is real, whether it's postpartum or what, you know, or whether you are going through, um, you know, racing thoughts and, and, you know, bipolar is real, medical conditions are real. There is always something linked to where we feel like we're alone. Or if we have a family member, uh, that right. support system for a family member. And there's a lot of programs out there. You know, we got NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Health out there, and we've got a lot of different things available for those that struggle. Uh, but, but the church is getting more and more aware of this. And so by you creating a faith-based magazine, mental health magazine. It's like, what? It's like taking <laughs> everything because, you know, even the right. Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse has a faith-based initiative, if you will, because they know that the, there's power in the pews. They know that the answers are in the church. They know that many people get free because of their spirituality. Now, obviously, if you're watching this broadcast, both Dolores and myself, we are, are, are Christians. We are, you know, dedicated Christians. <laughs> and, and we know that that term is used very loosely these days, but we literally believe the word of God and the front to the back. We don't omit anything. So with that being said, she has gotten in the community and connected all of these resources. So tell us about the very first edition and how you went about that. Oh, my goodness. The very first edition, um, you know, right after having heard the, the murder-suicide at the church, <clears throat> I know that first edition needed to be on suicide. And um, I reached out to um, a pastor and within a day or so, he had gotten right back to me and he said, this is right on time. He said, I just had a friend that passed from suicide. So the article that he wrote was very raw, um, very transparent. Um, it was very right on time. Um, so that that's, um, I can't grasp the name of it, but I will remember <laughs> before I finish talking. Um, and then I also had a counselor write on what it's like to have a counseling session for suicide so that they could set their expectations on what they were look what they were looking for. Um, and then we had several testimonies come through um, on how different Christians were battling different mental health issues. Um, I remember one, one person told me, and it's always stuck, is Jesus is the counselor. So he's available. He's willing and able. Um, so just knowing that it frees you up to be able to open up to. And when we open up, there's multiple areas of our life that we open up to. It's, it's just not that one opportunity or that one story. We have multiple stories. We have multiple life life experiences. So they're all going to come up at different times and in different ways. But that very first issue, I knew it, it needed to speak on suicide. Um, so it, it did very well. It was well respected, uh, well received through the church. Um, I remember taking a video of just the magazines laying on the information center and one by one people were coming by and picking them up. Um, and I, and I love that. I love that someone could still keep their privacy, but get the help at the same time. That was very, very important. I didn't want to create an app where someone had to give their information and feel a little, wasn't ready to, to expose themselves. They could just read an article. Um, and then I also remember a police officer coming by the, by the information center. He said, 
this is exactly what we need. We need something like this in a smaller form so that they could hand it out when they went on call for a domestic dispute or something like that. And so it was it was a very, very powerful moment and opportunity when the first issue came out. Yes, yes, I agree with that. And I love it. And I believe it's a resourceful tool. I always keep them right outside of my office. So if I have someone waiting on me, they're going to pick one of those editions up. Yeah. And there are multiple. How many editions are there now? Uh, let's see. I want to say there are eight. There have okay. been eight come out so far. Okay. Yes. Then I must be missing a few. <laughs> I will need to get them because those are probably <laughs> important topics that I need for people to read as well as myself. You know, uh, because of what I do as a, as a biblical coach, I am constantly dealing with these things and my background is in counseling. And so I am fully aware of these issues and I'll never forget uh, the struggle of my email with you when you reached out to me and asked me to write uh, on abuse. And I'm like, no problem. I, I know a lot about abuse, you know? And then as I read down through the email and you said, for the abuser. And, yeah. and I was like, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, you know? And that's part of the reason I quit counseling. No, I didn't quit counseling completely, but we have triggers. Everybody has triggers and things they go right. through. And I re literally was responding to your email telling you, I'm not the one. <laughs> and and, and I, do you remember that email? <laughs> I do. I do. It was, you can see the struggle with God. And the whole time the Holy Spirit's going, you need to do this. And I'm going, but, 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 but. <laughs> yes, and, so I did yes. that, and I was so blessed and honored that this most recent edition, you had the Godfidence Conference that we have for both tweens, teens, and mamas in there. And that blesses me as a woman out there, you know, doing uh, ministry and trying to connect people and point them to Jesus. Having that resource for right. mental health is the key. It bridges right. it. It bridges it because a right. lot of people in the church want to bury their head. And I'm not knocking on the church, y'all. I believe in the local church. I believe you need to be connected to a body. Uh, I have a local church that I attend in Murfreesboro. I'm grateful for my pastor and speaking truth. But, you know, you have to know when you need some supplemental stuff. And right. over the years, the reason a lot of people won't get help is because of the stigma. The stigma of mental health. And there's no difference in being sick in the brain as there is in being sick in your gallbladder. Okay. So it is an right. organ. It is going to function when it comes to addictions, when it comes to all kinds of things. You're talking, and, and especially postpartum, you're talking about hormonal changes, your chemical changes right. in your brain. And there is no shame in that. So I'm right. grateful that the church has stood up now and saying, not only do we acknowledge this, this is a real thing. But we have a resource for you. So kudos oh, yeah. to Experience Community Church for allowing Dolores to launch the magazine out of there because that's where it started, right? Right, right. They were 100% on board from day one and they continue to support the magazine even now, making it available. And, and the most important thing about it, it's free. It's free. You don't have a subscription you don't have to um, do anything but just ask for it and we will send it to you. So that's the important part. We right now deliver it. We hand deliver it to um, lower income community in Murfreesboro. Um, they get a free issue edition um, every single issue. And that was important. I didn't want someone to pay $2.50 when most people won't pick up a pack of gum because it's too expensive. I wanted it to be free. Um, and then on the website, you can also order them. We just ask that you pay for shipping because we're shipping from Alabama now. <laughs> um, if you want to get 
to um, have at your church. Um, one of the things that I experienced when I was calling different places to uh, find out what type of health or uh, help was available. The one, probably one in 12 churches that I called had some type of resource. Other than that, there, there weren't, there weren't anything for the random person that walks off the street um, looking for help. So wanted to let them know that was available that they can have at their church as well. It's also available digitally as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Free online. You can go to our website and you can look at every issue. You can read every article, um, look at every resource. Absolutely free. I love that because there may be someone is like, okay, I don't, I, I'm struggling with this one specific thing. You can literally share that with them. And, right. you know, you all you have to do is go to the website hit share and send it out to them in messenger, email, any of those places. And it takes the pressure off uh, if you're dealing with people that are out of your geographic area. Uh, right. So it's a great way to connect people to resources and to stories because there's lots of stories in there. Uh, there's a whole a whole issue on addiction, which is a huge issue. You know, I'm incredibly passionate about that. And I want to publicly thank you for always being such a large supporter of the Rutherford County Recovery Fest. Oh, yes. Absolutely love the Recovery Fest. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, I... I had a sm very small stint of addiction, I think from 13 to 17. <laughs> I stopped doing drugs when I found out I was pregnant um, and I hadn't gone back. So that was about 17, 17 year old. Um, but I've, I've seen it still plague the life of, you know, many of my, my family and friends. So I didn't know how heavy that was going to play a part. And it still is. Um, and it's also led to the Lifeline magazine moving into a new direction. Not only will we have the magazine available in Rutherford County, but here in the state that I'm in, uh, Alabama, um, we're working on doing addiction recovery. Probably within one to five years, um, the end goal is to create an addiction recovery facility. Um, so... I'm excited to see how that transpires. Um, already have vision, already have um, chess pieces on the board that are moving. So um, I'm excited about that. I love that. I love that chess boards on or chess pieces on the board, because that tells me that you're doing exactly what the Lord is telling you to do by being strategic and planning yeah. and writing it down. You know, this yes. is this is powerful, y'all. Whenever someone says, OK, hey, I struggled as a team with addiction. I struggled with postpartum. But yet I'm going to take what the enemy meant for harm, like God does for us and use it for good. I'm going to take my testimony. I'm going to take my life experiences along with my education. I'm going to gather people together who are like-minded that know about this package it together and present it to the masses that is powerful that's that's an amazing ministry it is it is uh, awesome i remember someone saying what if you fail i said that's not the question is what if i don't amen so 
So I'm excited about it. Well, I can promise you that if it reaches one person, you do not fail. Jesus left the 99 to go after the one. And that magazine now has got a ripple effect, if you will. Yes. I know multiple counselors that have it in their offices. I know multiple people who read it on a monthly basis. They share the resource with other people. I get so excited when I walk through my church and I see there it is. It's on display, you know, right there (laughs) where anybody at any time can pick it up. And it's a... People love free resources. They love free resources. And so there is no burden to them. There's no skin off their teeth. All they got to do is pick it up. And, you know, maybe even if they throw it in the front seat of their car, guess what? They're going to end up in the carpool or somewhere and they're going to pick it up and they're going to read and they're going to go, oh, my gosh, that that ministered to me and or I know who I need to get this to. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So uh, now that you're in Alabama and you're still serving us here in Middle Tennessee, and that makes me super happy. (laughs) When you moved, I thought, oh, no, what is going to happen? So what do you see as far as the the vision of Lifeline? I mean, I know your heart is to get it into the hands of everybody. If you're out there in another state, you need to reach out to Dolores. She will hook you up. Okay. so (laughs) talk about the vision and what we can expect coming down the pike. Yes. um, So. The first goal was to get it into, of course, the con- the local congregations, because we every day or every weekend, we have hundreds and hundreds of people sitting in the pews next to us that don't know that they can share and they can get healing and hope. Um, so that was always the first step. <clears throat> and then the second step was to get it into the schools, um, the schools of Rutherford County, to the junior high, high schools and colleges, because if we can let our children know that these topics are real. Don't put them under the, the rug. Talk about them. Then it'll be less of a struggle to get them when they're an adult. Um, so I'm very grateful and thankful. And Maggie, you didn't know this. I don't think you knew this. But um, I got a chance to speak with a professor at MTSU who's agreed to take on the Lifeline Project for the next issue. Yeah. So at at this point, it's just a class assignment, but that's all I need. All I need is that fist that looks like a cloud in the sky and God can do amazing things. Um, so that'll be the June issue um, that will be on the campus of MTSU. And then working with uh, organizations like Build Her a Bridge, they're, trying, they're getting us connected with counselors that are inside the middle schools. Um, and which is very, you know, very, very important. So that way we can write an article to a teenager where they can say, you know, why would someone come into a school and do a school shooting? Well, there's a lot of factors. There's medication involved. There's past trauma involved. And it's not to excuse what that person did, but it probably to help if someone is struggling in that area to get the help before they hurt someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, um, the direction the magazine is taken at this point, at this point. And then in Alabama, <clears throat> again, our one to five year goal within that first year, we are partnering with women in business here in Alabama. So we're talking about moms. We're talking about people that are, uh, patriarchs in their family. We're getting them together that way off of their shoulders, we can launch, a community resource center or a fan, what we call a family fun center where it's going to host parenting classes. It's going to host um, addiction recovery meetings. It's going to encourage the children in the area. And then hopefully the idea is that the funding that we raise from that is going to back the re- addiction recovery 
uh, center. Um, so it'll be completely community supported. Um, that way we can talk about, it's not gonna be a nonprofit, which is something that I've leaned, a, that I'm not doing at this moment, because I wanna be able to talk about topics that people are going to get upset about, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, Top topics that I don't want to worry about if funding is going to be pulled because I'm talking about this topic or that topic. And it, all of that needs to be, you know, just completely exposed. And uh, so that's that's uh, what we're doing. Prayer is needed, y'all. Pray for my sister. Yes. She is stepping out. She's stepping <laughs> out of the boat. She's walking on water over there in Alabama. She's impacting her community there, and she continues to impact us here in Middle Tennessee. We absolutely love her. We're so grateful for her. And mm -hmm. she's not that far away. She's only like an hour and 45 minutes away. It seems like yes. a long way, but it's really not. But Dolores, I always ask the audience, if you or ask the, the whoever I'm interviewing for the audience, if you could leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? It could be a scripture, a quote, anything that you feel like the Lord wants to speak through you at this moment. I should have oh, prepped yes. you for that. But if you've seen the <laughs> broadcast before, you know, we close with the key. <laughs> um, no, I, I know exactly what it is. And it's um, your, your gifts and talents. They were only given to you. No one else can do them. And God wants you to take that opportunity to use that gift and talent Start off small. It doesn't matter. Just start. You don't know where it's going to take you the entire time. You're not going to feel qualified. But if you'll do something every day, God is the one that has taken the responsibility of opening those doors. So just just start whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Just start. I love that. I love that because we do not have to know everything to take a step forward. We only have to see that first step and, and the staircase might be curved and it might be spiral and so forth. You just keep doing as long as you're led by the Holy spirit. So that is so good. I love that. Love that. Love that. And uh, many times people will walk in fear and they won't walk in their gifts and talents, but I am going to say this to you right now. You have a gift. Okay. The Lord wants to use you and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and step out like my sister just told you to, because if you don't, someone might not hear the gospel. Someone might not get the healing. Someone might not be aware. They might not seek their freedom. Listen, we have 24 hours in a day. Impact the world and the sphere of influence around you with what God has called you to do, whether you're a baker you can still pray for people, whether you are in full-time ministry or a lay ministry, step out and really impact people because time is short on the earth and we need to be about the father's business. So just saying, yes, just saying, <laughs> just saying. and that is exactly what you're doing, Dolores. And I'm so grateful. I was so excited when you told me some of the things coming down the pike. I can't wait to see what God does there in your community. And I want to thank you for being on the broadcast. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. And so real quick, y'all, if you have not noticed already on uh, Facebook, you need to go like and share this page. It is the RC stands for Rutherford County dot lifeline magazine. In addition to that, it is also uh, the website is www.rc.com. Um, 
what is that called? A dash. dash. <laughs> Lifelinemagazine.com. And I'm saying that because this will be converted into a podcast. So remember, and you can also Google it. You can find Dolores on Facebook. If you have any questions for her, reach out to her. You can send a direct message to Lifeline Magazine. And I know that she uh, is very proactive in getting back to people. So if this is something you're thinking that you want to do in your community, uh, she has uh, already trailblazed a road and she has all the, the you should do this maybe don't do that ideas already in place and willing to help others to step out if this is something that god is speaking to you about we would love to see this happening all over the United States and abroad, uh, but at least in local communities where people do have that resource that breaks off the stigma and causes them to say, wait a minute, I can relate to this. If, the, if they can get through it, I can too. So God bless you yes. guys. Thank you again, Dolores. We'll see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.